Okay, okay, okay. All right, welcome back to Duke's Dukes uh, for episode 36 for TV and pop culture discussions and movies. We do mostly movies. It's like 95% movies. And I'm here with Blaine. He's known for having a dog and doing trivia and facts and a question dance. And Will, who is still movies. And Blaine, how are you? How, how was your week? It was good. Didn't do too much. Epic. Love it. <laughs> we watched three movies this week. We watched two classically classic noir movies, uh, Double Indemnity in the Big Sleep, all made around World War II when there were some fun things happening, and Marlowe, which is a, is that is it a remake of one, or is it just based off one of the other books that has not been made yet? Uh, it's based off a book. Yeah, but was it, is it a it's, remake of an old? It's a new story. It's a new one. It's a okay. new story. Okay. Um, so we watched Double Indemnity, The Big Sleep, and Marlowe. Let's mm-hmm. start with the best one, Marlowe. Yeah. Uh, skip it. Don't worry about it. It's not good. It was just painful. Yeah. Like it was, it was slow. It it was con- like not all the plot points were there, but like that's kind of well. I, welcome what to I, noir. Right. <laughs> right. And that's what I got from the other movies. But I wasn't like dying through those movies. I was dying through this movie. Like it, it, it just so Marlo had nothing. Marlo is it's uh, it's Liam Neeson. And he plays Philip Marlowe, and he's a he's a private detective man. And this movie just came out in theaters. And what is what is he? I don't even remember. So he gets hired by some lady to try to find like her ex lover or something. And there's like this whole like giant plot about Mexican drugs, and it's yeah. set in the 1930s, and it it's very. Noir films are for me are kind of confusing. They're very convoluted. They yes. have really crazy plots with a lot of different parties involved. So yeah, it, honestly, this was not a good movie. No, it's it's this not a because very bad movie. It, it while the while the jumbling of plot points is a staple in noir and kind of part of its charm. The big draw in noir is the dynamic and dark lighting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the hard boiled acting. And and the line delivery. It's like when you watch one of those old noirs, which we did, every line is delivered a certain way that it, it just kind of hangs off their lips when they say it. And Liam Neeson doesn't hit that at all. He is so flat. All the characters are flat. Well, it's just a paycheck for him. Yeah. The, it, the, it's just well, a bad movie. It was his idea to make. Really? Yeah. He Did found he have- the book and, and went to the director and said, we need to make this. I mean, on on paper, it should be good. That's the thing. It's yeah. It's just it it doesn't work. Or at least you can rotate it because that's what I felt. Even though it was bad, I felt like you can tell this is a book. Yeah, it it just doesn't work. It's the acting because it's not the script that's the problem. It's the acting. Mm-hmm. It's just it's not sold. Just properly. no one no one cares. Exactly. It it felt like they didn't believe in it while they were filming it. And honestly, that I have comes like, across. I honestly have like zero things to say about this. Yeah, I was going to say. We I, move on now for all yeah. I care. No, that's fine. I was just, the last thing I was going to say was, uh, it was it really was the line delivery because you could just tell when we go into the next two movies, mm-hmm. um, the way they deliver them is, I, it, I don't know if it's, because I also felt like some of the way they deliver it was like an old, because these are back in the 40s, 1940s, sure. and it just felt like an old vibe and it's just crisp, and these actors are just so much more. I can't even explain it. The it's, actors versus back then versus today were just so much more professional, professional, <laughs> and the the plots they're a lot more stoic. Like there's not crap. They didn't throw crap in the plot. Yeah, I feel like they even threw some crap into this plot where it wasn't necessary. Mm-hmm. They just did what they needed, and they were just professional. Even though once you get into the facts, these actors were not professional, but 
<laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. That's just how I felt. Yeah, I mean, I'm done with Marlowe. I mean, we can... Do you want to go into the actual things we care about? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, so Double Indemnity is about a man. I forget his name. Walter Neff. Walter Neff, man. And he is an insurance guy. He sells insurance. But he's like, hmm... Uh, wait, no, he didn't. The girl, there's a girl, and she's like, hey, I uh, I want to kill my husband. And Walter's <laughs> like, what, what happens? Uh, yeah, kind of. Essentially, yes. And she's like, well, I want to kill him and take out an insurance policy. Can you help me get an insurance policy so we kill him? And he's like, hey. You're so pretty, okay. Yeah, he's like, let's do it. But let's also do a thing where it's called a double indemnity, where like, we get double the money by killing him a fancy way. Yeah, a fancy it, way that almost never happens. Exactly. And she's like, oh, boy, absolutely. <laughs> and then there's some double crossings and some more double crossings, and then they end up getting caught. Yeah, so they, the insurance salesman and this woman who's married to a rich man who she doesn't particularly like, and he's kind of an asshole, uh, they, they hatch a plot to throw him off a train but make it look like an accident so that they get lots of money. But it's a classic crime th- thriller where nobody trusts each other. It's got all the noir staples with the witty dialogue and a lot of, like, innuendos in there, especially that first scene where they meet. And he's like, I'd hate to think of you suffering an accident when you're not fully covered. And she's, like, just in a towel. Hey, yeah. baby. <laughs> Man, that was good. That was, that was you wonderful. can be in Marlowe. <laughs> <laughs> Take that as a compliment or not. <laughs> I don't think I will. <laughs> yeah. was, this was great. Yeah, I, it, was, it was a fun time. Easily, it, easily my favorite for the week. I, I like how it op- like how it sets up the whole movie too. With um, it's one of those movies that kind of starts with him at the end of the plot, mm-hmm. and he goes in and he's narrating pretty much what happened to the film. So you already know he starts with saying like, "I I messed up." <laughs> yeah yeah that's what what does he say he's like um i did it for a girl. i did it for the money and i did it for, for the, the girl. girl i didn't get the money and i didn't get the girl yeah and that, <laughs> that starts the whole movie and i i like i love that and even though like he messed up you, you love the character yeah like he's not a good guy but you can't help root for him yeah yeah he's so slick he is he's yeah. pretty slick. He's a his, slick man. Dude, his the way the dialogue is fired off in Double Indemnity, and it's quite different than in The Big Sleep. So it's directed and partially written by Billy Wilder, who's like a really famous director and screenwriter, and he's very famous for his dialogue. Um and it it comes across because it's really fast in this one. Especially the uh um Keys, Walter Neff's boss, who has this like whenever he gets like a stomach cramp, he knows that there's like a Something phony going on with the insurance claim. And he calls it his little man. And he is just spouting stuff off left and right. And every time he opens his mouth, it, it makes me smile and giggle. Because mm-hmm. he's got he's got some interesting things to say. Oh, he's fantastic. <laughs> he like, was awesome. Because we did say that they get caught and whatever. But I do like I do find it interesting how like nobody's like an idiot. Yeah. So like he's like he's like obviously this is Walter's boss. So he's gonna be better at this job than Walter because Walter's like. I know how to scam the insurance company. His boss is like, somebody is scamming the insurance company. <laughs> and he's well, like, I did not expect this at all. Well, that's the interesting part. Is So after they run their plan, um, that takes place about halfway through is when they actually kill Fe- Phyllis Dietrichson's husband. And then after that, it's just kind of Walter Neff trying to like lay low and actually get the money. Mm-hmm. 
And so he's like going into work and stuff with Keys. And Keys isn't suspicious suspicious at all at first until the uh the the VIP or the, the CEO or whatever is like, I don't want to pay this money. Figure it out. <laughs> Cause this is too much money. Yeah. I the the way they killed him was really interesting because like the way to get the double indemnity is if he like dies on a train. Yeah. So they long story short, they have he he has like a they the the husband they're gonna kill is going somewhere on a train. And they kill him before he gets on the train. But then Walter dresses up as the husband and goes on the train and makes sure there's witnesses. And then they Walter jumps off the train and then they throw the husband's dead body on the train tracks later. Yeah, to make it look like he accidentally fell off or something. And the main part where they messed up, where this boss caught him, was um, they had the husband broke it or broke his ankle. Yeah. So if and he had the insurance, but he didn't claim the insurance. He didn't. He didn't cl- put in a claim on his leg. And so the boss was like, uh, why wouldn't he put the claim? Unless yep. he didn't know he had the insurance. And then from there, he just started investigating. Which the insurance, Walter sold him like a week before the accident happened. Mm-hmm. So he gets very suspicious of Walter. So Walter goes out and he's like, all right, I got to deal with this Phyllis Dietrichson because she's also probably in with this other guy. Here's where the com- complicated noir elements come in. There's another guy and Phyllis Dietrichson has a history of killing her husbands and, like, getting them out of the way for their money. Well, killing the wife, too. Yeah, yeah, killing killing the wife so that she can get married to Mr. D- Dietrichson. Now she's killed Mi- Mis- Mr. Dietrichson and is just leading on Philip Marlowe. Classic femme fatale behavior. Just like Diane Kruger and Marlowe, but better than that. Yeah, that was good stuff. I enjoyed yeah. it. I love that line at the beginning where he's going to their house and he's like, that kind of Spanish house that people were crazy for 10, 15 years ago that cost $30,000. It's like, oh, if only. Oh, if only mean, houses cost that much. So like in you California. mean like that used car today? Yeah. <laughs> so what, what's funny, in my facts, I'll, I'll share this later, but uh, I, that house is still available. On, yeah. On, uh, was it Zillow? Yeah. So I'll, I'll name the price of oh, how boy. much it cost <laughs> There's, today. Is it 31000 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There a little is, bit more. There's a lot of famous houses that you can actually buy, which is really like the Breaking Bad houses for sale. Because you guys have seen Breaking Bad, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know the part where Walter throws the pizza on the roof? Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. So there's actually a fence around that house now because people would break onto the property and throw pizzas on the roof of the house. Really? Of that's course. funny. I mean, I mean that, that'd be a bucket list thing. Yeah. I wouldn't say I would break the law, but if you had the opportunity with a pizza and somebody said, hey, do you want to throw a pizza like Walter White on this roof? I'd say, yes. <laughs> would you not? See, oh, what yeah. I would do if I owned that house, I would just have like a like a pizza stand. And a ladder. And just be like, hey, look, you can throw a pizza <laughs> 20 up there, bucks. but just clean up the pizza. No, I'd make them pay for it, man. But, yeah, you I mean, definitely yeah, but, charge them. But yeah, but still make them clean it up. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. You don't want a bunch of pizza on your roof. Or you hire somebody to do it. It's just like raining Italians. Gabagoo. Ah, Gabagoo. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a spicy meatball shower. Cool. Anything else on uh, the movie? Um, I like when old things are old. Now, what do I mean? Um, that was my question. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> In the beginning, when the cars were driving by, and we see the little, you know, like little, uh, like today... When there's like cones, there'd be like orange cones reflective, or sure. there's like little reflectors in the road. They just had little candles out there. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, that's that's awesome. It's a little, it's a little thing. It's really stupid, but that's why it evolved. Well, even the thing he's recording his voice on is a wax cylinder. 
Yeah, it just looks like great. he's just talking into an ice cream cone. Well, it, well, yeah, but it's like it's still familiar because it's like, well, yeah, we still record our voices and stuff, and you know, voice memos, whatever. But it's like that's a breaking deck technology at the time mm-hmm. to record on this wax cylinder, and that, that's that's pretty cool. I really like the the ambiguous ending, which is a another staple in noir that mm-hmm. I love when it. I love ambiguous endings just in anything, mm-hmm. and that 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 ending is great because the whole time. Keys has been smoking cigars and stuff, and Walters had to light them for him. And then at that end, when Walter is shot, and he is sitting on the ground, and he goes for a smoke, Keys lights his. Yeah, no, just it, bunch it, of little touches. The lighting is like there's some surreal shots where it's like all dark around somebody's face, but just their eyes are lit up. It's really neat. I really like it. I, I can <laughs> I can go either way an ambiguous or not ambiguous ending. Mm-hmm. It just matters how good the story. Because if a story is sure. worse, then I want a more definitive ending. I think. But if it's good, then I don't care. But mm-hmm. since this is good, I'm like, this. it doesn't matter because the story was good. Gotcha. When there's an ambiguous ending, it by nature makes me want more, and therefore I usually rewatch it to understand more. So then I end up liking the film more. That's just how my brain works. Makes sense. Fair enough. I also liked, uh, there's a little, like, the stoplights. Yeah. Even though they had the colors, the little, like, sign comes out, too. Yeah, a little. So even if you can't see colors or lights in a certain direction pattern, it's just... Stop. Yep. Stop. Go. Stop. I like that. That's yeah, nice. That's, that's an old-fashioned It's very double-killy, and I love it. Hmm. Like, double-kill of, like, it's red stop, and also stop. 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 The word stop. The word stop comes out of the thing. <laughs> it's fantastic. Cool. All right. Yeah. Well, we want to move into the big sleep. Yes, sir. Okie dokie. Uh, this movie was very confusing. This one, yeah, see, th- this is a more confusing plot. And then I Googled it, and then people said, this is very confusing, and then I felt like less like an idiot. Yeah, no, it, it doesn't particularly matter. What matters with this one is the chemistry between Humphrey Bogart and Lauren Bacall, yes. yeah, which it, is freaking palpable through the screen. Well, and I also felt like it's very much more like Marlowe, the movie we watch in theater, like that type of confusing. Mm. It, it, the, you can kind of compare the plots a little bit with the rich... Um, the person, the rich uh, family hiring the private detective, um, Marlowe, and having like the daughter and the parent both doing separate things and wanting separate things from Marlowe. So it, it that's it paralleled a little bit. That's why I didn't feel too confused because I was already like, it's not about what's going on; it's about the the characters. Mm-hmm. So I I didn't feel confused because i wasn't looking for anything gotcha yeah it is i mean it's the same character the big sleep and marlowe it's both philip marlowe the character yeah who is from raymond chandler novels who raymond chandler is a very famous writer of noir stories and actually the co the other co-writer on double indemnity so double indemnity was not one of raymond chandler's stories but he co-wrote it with billy wilder okay now i was looking at i might be stealing some of your thunder later blame but did you know that this movie was put on the shelf for two years I did not. It was. Why? No it thunder got, stolen. It got filmed in 43 or 44, but that was also when the war was about to end. Uh-huh. So in the movie company had like a bunch of other war movies. They're like, get all the war movies out right now before the war ends. <clears throat> so they were like, we don't want this other movie to come out and take the war movie thunder. So they waited till 46 to release it Dang. after the war, which huh. I thought was interesting. And there's also two cuts of it, apparently, because they went back and reshot some of the stuff because I don't know which girl, but one of the girls in the movie, I think it was the main one, 
she became Lauren, oh, no, Lauren Bacall. Uh, she, yeah, she, I think she had another movie that came out like a year prior that she filmed after The Big Sleep, and she became a lot more popular. So they're like, let's give her a bigger part in the movie. So they filmed more of the movie. So there's technically like, the, the movie that was released is already an extended cut of the original. Oh, wow. Well, they also cut some things. Um, the, the librarian girl, mm-hmm. um, she was apparently pretty dang good. <laughs> um, so they cut some of her stuff so it wouldn't take away from the main star. Oh. Imagine so, being so good at something that you get reduced because you're good. <laughs> yeah. That, that's that whole scene. And, and, and in the book with that scene, too, it wasn't supposed to feel sexual at all. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, the main guy was like, she's awesome, and like just whole thing makes it feel sexual. So he dove into that. But Humphrey it was Bogart. Yeah. Yeah. He's kind of a. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get into that. But I. Anyways, so- I, I I I do like him as a star in movies. He 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 brings that special energy of of the old stars. And like you were saying, like there's there's a particular thing I like where it's it's a situation like that where you can tell there's something going on underneath it's not a an overtly sexual situation but there is some you know secret intentions happening i love any scene like like that where what they're talking about isn't really what they're talking about yeah and humphrey bogart is amazing at that casablanca is another one where that happens a lot so what happens in this movie yeah plot it i don't know (laughs) so there's a there's the general guy or military man and he's got a daughter or something and the, they hire him because they somebody stole like her pictures or something, and they're like it, it's implied that they're like lewd pictures. Yeah, yeah. and somebody stole her nudes. It's yeah, <laughs> and it's just it just goes and it, it's very confusing. I don't I don't have a lot to say about the big sleep other than I mean it, it's a you know double indemnity is more of a, a, a staple, but the big sleep is I still think the big sleep is very good and very fun, but it's it's hard to describe. Yes. Yeah, that's why I think Double Indemnity is the best movie. Well, right. One of the things that I read, too, on The Big Sleep was um, where he explains the crimes and explains what's going on, they cut it all. <laughs> they cut it all for that purpose because it wasn't about the plot. I'm, it was about the word, the keeping the people engaged with the lines and everything else. It's so the atmosphere. The atmosphere. That was the point of the movie. So they purposely cut explaining the plot yeah which i'm all about i am all about a film's atmosphere over logic absolutely in in any situation because above all if a film should follow its own rules but a film can set up any rules yeah it was fun i enjoyed it i was fine i didn't think it was that crazy it's just okay i just enjoyed following the main character yeah i i I still think that even though i like an atmosphere movie I i still want to be able to understand what is happening in the movie Okay. At least. Oh, yeah. You had that problem with the Cura too. Big, that's exactly yeah. what okay. I was gonna say. Yeah. It's yeah, just a different mindset. Yeah, it's and it's like it's not like that. I made me hate it less. It's like, well, I would have liked this more if I understood what was happening. Because even though it's like, oh, I'm vibing with it. It's like, well, I don't know where this is going, and I'm not anticipating anything. But it's just, it's just going. Gotcha. Gotcha. Which the plot, if it was more in there, could make it worse or better. But I'd rather have that than more something that's middling. Blaine, do you have any particular? I'm curious because you you've said before, and it's been a while since you've said this, but black and white movies are not particularly your favorite, and old movies are difficult for you to watch. So I'm curious, how did you feel? Okay, with, with so these? I'm starting to take that statement back. Ah. I think it's the the old movies that I had watched in the past, or maybe it was because I was younger. Okay, um, but 
I don't know, right away with the first one. Double um, indemnity. Yeah. I uh right away the plot interested me. Yeah. Okay. And cool. and everything like everything was clear. Like I don't mind the black and white. I don't think I've ever really minded the black and white. The real thing that I did not like was the uh probably the I don't know, like the graniest the grainy voices and stuff and gotcha. some old movies. Low quality transfers. Low quality and but I didn't feel that with this. Mm-hmm. It was just a solid plot and it was clean all the way through. Like that was the biggest thing if it's like if it was a low budget old film, I couldn't watch it. Or a bad tr- or just a bad or something. transfer yeah, like yeah. a VHS rip That's or something. That's what bothered gotcha. me. Gotcha. Yeah. And you haven't seen any of these before. No. Will and I have seen Double Indemnity. I forgot I, that I've I seen saw it. Double Indemnity oh. and we saw The Big Sleep in that class. Oh, I don't remember the You big probably sleep. don't remember that, yeah. No. Cuz I cuz you said we watched Double Indemnity we and, did. and I was like no we didn't. And then I started watching I was like, "Oh, we I've seen this before." Yeah. And it's still my favorite. Yeah. So I'm assuming we all ranked these the same. Double Indemnity, Big Sleep and then Marlowe. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Nope. I don't know. I might I might flip the two. Marlowe's obviously the worst. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I might flip the other two. Really? After what you just said? Yeah. You just said you like Double Indemnity got you right away. What about it, the Big it did. Sleep? What about the Big Sleep then? The the plot got me in the first one, but um the second movie we watched was uh the character got me. Gotcha. It wasn't the plot. And I think I enjoy the interaction of the character more than a good plot. It is interesting seeing some of these characters operate because like you, you just can't do some of that stuff today for better or worse. Oh yeah, like they'll do something, and I'm like, huh? Like, yeah. Oh my gosh, the Maltese Falcon, which is also Humphrey Bogart and arguably the first film noir. He slaps so many women. That's what I was about to say. Yeah. Because I was about to be like, it's like that just makes you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And then they all, almost all the women in these plots are just like kind of evil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like mean. That's why my other, which you picked between the Big Sleep and Gilda. Mm-hmm. Gilda. I love because Gilda is, is is a noir and the character of Gilda is the femme fatale, but she's not evil. All the men around her are evil. I don't know anything about that, but I wish I would have picked that one. It's it, Gilda is because I read like a quick description about them and the big sleep sounded more interesting, but mm-hmm. you don't get to see a lot of what happens in the description. <laughs> so like, yeah, gotcha. that, 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 that that's what happened. Okay. Because gotcha. I was like, oh, look at this Andrew guy. There's pictures. And then they'd be like, he's got to try to find them. And then it's just like vibes. And I'm like, well, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I should have picked Gilda. But I didn't know that. But I know now know if we ever do another one, we'll make sure Gilda is one of them. Cool. All right. Well, Universal Nuke is Marlowe. And we can move on yep. to Blaine's facts and trivia. Yeah. And a little question to answer. Okay. I don't. I don't have questions. Uh, no, I've just bad. been doing facts. But anyways, uh, we'll start with Marlowe because I don't got a lot there. Okay. Um, but I thought it was fun. Liam Neeson's hundredth film. Yep. That's neat. Yeah. Good for and him. And then um, also, I was trying to look up the box office and budget. All I got was that in the box office, it's made about seven hundred grand, and you, <laughs> and you cannot find the budget anywhere um they're trying to hide that see but it came out this week though so is that is it that... did not it when it came out this week for america it's oh. been in france ireland since 2022 end of 2022 interesting so pretty much like the box office is pretty much all from i feel like this would be a movie that would make all of its money from america though if it was going to make money yeah. well actually french that's where the term film noir comes from is french critics were seeing Double Indemnity, Maltese Falcon, and there was a critic, I forget his name, but he was like, something's happening with, like, 
darkness. Because before film noir, it was like, hooray, movies. You know, and the good guy wins and stuff. And noirs is like, you've got these anti-heroes. And so they were like, oh, dark film, film noir. So it, it is a French okay. term, so it might be. Hey, look, I got a baguette. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Croissant. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, croissant with my I don't think the movie's noir. doing too hot. No. <laughs> no, I don't expect it to. It's, no, it's it's. It's got bad good. word of mouth. It's got bad reviews. And the the that it was kind of relying on the word of mouth to do it well. Well, deservedly so. It's got bad reviews. It's not good. And I can tell it's you what, good. all million people that listen to this, not seeing Marlowe now. Nope. Yep, don't, don't go don't, see it. Don't <laughs> do it, our billion listeners. It's just me listening to it a million times. Okay. So, Big Sleep. Uh, or do you want to start with Double Indemnity? Du- I think Double Indemnity would dig us out of this hole. Okay. Let's, let's do that. We'll, we'll start with Double Indemnity. Puts the lotion yeah. on its skin. Um, when Walter Neff first meets um, Phyllis, is that her name? Yep. Um, so, he, he ta- pays attention to her ankle a lot. Yeah. So I, I didn't know what it meant. I knew he like I, I saw that um that he did that a lot, but I never understood. So do you understand what it is? The bracelet? The the anklet? Yeah. So <laughs> it, it's pointing to women, f- women stupid wear- thing. Hang on, he's got some stupid thing to say. No, he's got I some don't. smart no, ass I- remark. Oh, no, I don't. What do you yes, saying? he does. I actually don't. I actually don't. I actually okay. Don't. Do you actually know? No, but now I want to think of one. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, the urban legend is that married women would wear these anklets um, to show that she was married but available to other men. That's why. Whoa. That's why the anklet was Saucy. There. So we upgraded from a ankle to an upside down pineapple. Is that what that what? means? Or is upside that is pineapple. that for swingers? Isn't that what that, you ever seen like that upside down pineapple thing that like old people? Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. I don't know. It's like I have a, no idea. It's like a weird thing old people do. When they're like trying to swing, gotcha. <laughs> no, not familiar. Yeah, but this is more like cheating. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, and then um, oh, okay. I thought this was interesting. So, due to since it was being filmed during World War II, um, and there was wartime uh, food rationing, so that scene when they're in the grocery stores, mm-hmm. they had to bring in police onto set to make uh, prevent anyone from stealing uh, food. Yeah. <laughs> huh. Neat. I thought that was interesting. So that was um, a real grocery store then that they shot in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shot on location. Um, and then in the first scene, um, when Walter first kisses uh, Phyllis, uh, we see a, a wedding ring on Walter. I didn't notice this, but that's not supposed to be in the film. Yeah. Because he's not actually married. It's his actual wedding ring. Oh. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of funny <laughs> oh. that they messed that up. They didn't catch it till post-production. Why did they just CGI it out? I don't know. Budget. <laughs> Budget. Uh, and then real quick uh, with the uh, house. So oh boy, uh, I, I looked up the house. It's in uh, 6301 Quebec Drive, Los Angeles, California. And it is currently estimated at $2.1 million. Not crazy, but it's only a four-bedroom, yeah, three-bathroom house. It, it's a tiny house. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that would be it's something. It's a $30,000 house. It's 3,000 square feet. So it's not crazy but it's beautiful it is yeah very beautiful okay um and then the big sleep um so the main characters humphrey and um co-star lauren bacal had an affair and um due to that affair um humphrey started drinking a lot more and um on set and he couldn't even like work some days um because of that and then eventually he broke up with his got a divorce and then three months after the film got married to the to Laurel, yeah, yep. So fun stuff there. 
And then, um, oh, I thought this was fascinating. So Warner Bros. Warner Bros. Um, we're so impressed with Lauren Bacall's work um, and success with her previous release of To Have and Not, no, To Have and Have Not, um, that they uh, recon, God damn it, recon, I can't speak. Maybe you need a big sleep. Reconsidered? Is that what you're no. getting at? I, I'm, I'm just going to skip the word. Um, that they um, redid her contract. Um, so they raised her from three fifty a week to $1,000 a week. Oh, that is a big And bump. you want to know how much $1,000 was back then? How much? $1,000. If it was today? The inflation. I know, Thank but you. you said probably that like, I did. Probably like 100 How much was $1,000 back then? Probably $1,000. <laughs> I did say that wrong. <laughs> how much was $1,000 in if it was in adjusted uh, for inflation, adjusted for inflation, thank you. Um, and that's a week, so in a week, let me think. So you're giving a thousand dollars a week back then. Uh judging by the price of the house, I I'm mean, saying um, it's at least fifteen thousand dollars. Oh my god, it's, it's higher right, than that. No, it's right yeah. on the head. Yeah, it was what? fifteen thousand dollars. Yeah, ah! fifteen seven. That's a fifteen thousand seven. Called me a smartass. Just my big smartass brain working up there. You know? Yeah, that's pretty good. Big brain. So big she was brain. making fifteen thousand dollars a week. It's pretty good. That's pretty damn good. I learned a lot of things. Like, I'm good at inflation calculation. You're amazing. That's Thank pretty you. cool. That was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty good. That was right on the dot. I was surprised. I was, going, I was thinking way too high. I did, I did a quick math in my head based on the house math yeah. that you gave us, and that's how I picked that number. Good stuff. Thank you. Now it's time for what are we watching? Do 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 watching. I watched so many thingies this week. I'm still watching that 70s show. New episode of The Bad Batch. Uh, new episode of South Park. It's pretty good, Will. They make fun of the royal family in this one. Yay. They make fun of Harry and Meghan, and they make them Canadians, though, to make them even more stupid. <laughs> oh, my God. It's pretty funny. <laughs> and they've been just protesting, like, we want our privacy. And they're just like, going around the entire world, just like in people's faces, get away from us. We want privacy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and they're just like, everyone hates you. And they're just like, but our privacy. And I read a thing actually this morning that apparently they called like South Park of just going like, you can't air this episode. And they just didn't even answer their phone call. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I mean, they aired one about China. What are the Royals going to do? Well, yeah, that got them banned in China. Right. So yeah. what do they care? And the episode, because they, they knew it was going to happen. They called it banned in China. Yeah. What else did I watch? I watched uh, new, some episodes of The Food That Built America. I learned about sliced bread. What a concept. Uh, and also... Something that I wanted to add that I wasn't going to say originally was when you were talking about the cops with the food at the movie. So the uh, the original thing for the Twinkie had a different flavor because they used actual banana. Um, but since bananas were very scarce in the war, they changed it to be the vanilla cream filling. Ah. So Twinkies originally were like a banana like cake thing. And I think that's why they're more shaped like the submarine shaped for like a banana. Mm. Oh, so you can shove a banana in there. Well, the banana cream filling. Right, so you can shove a banana in there. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah. Fancy. Um, what else did I watch? I watched a movie called In Bruges. Nice. Now, I think Will would like to watch this movie. I would. So, uh, The Banshees of Inisher and Blaine, the one we've been talking about, mm-hmm. it stars the same two guys, and it's the same director, and... Uh, they, they're just laying low in this town after like a hit and a hit job goes bad. It's kind of like reservoir dogs in that way, Will. Okay. So it's like an Irish reservoir dogs. Oh. But it's, they're not like contained to like the warehouse. They're contained to the city. Interesting. So I, that was a good movie. That was a fun time. Cool. Um, I watched Batman Mask of the Phantasm. 
it was just amazing. Blaine, I think you'd really like the movie. Um, I watched another movie that was amazing called Smokey and the Bandit. Uh. Blaine, another movie I think you would enjoy. And then I, the last thing that I watched was Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania, Ant-Man 3. It was fun. Okay, I'm done talking. I talked a bunch. Okay. Blake, okay. what'd you watch? All I watched this week was more Parks and Rec, baby. <gasps> Yay. That is so much fun. What season? Uh, I think we're at the end of season five or we just started season six. So she is now married. Who, Leslie? Yeah, Leslie. What show are you watching next? Uh, we're either going to try to finish The Office because Leah has never finished The Office or we have to go. There was another show that we were going to watch. Another like sitcom. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I, my, I <gasps> want to try that. I I don't know what we'll do, but we'll see. All right. Well, yeah. I I, I, I I did a double feature of the Simpsons movie and the South Park movie. News, ooze, news, ooze, woos, ooze and woos. Ooh. Woo. All right. Last week we had the Super Bowl, which means new trailers. But most trailers were for things that already have had a trailer. But we had one new trailer for the Flash. Did you guys like the Flash trailer? Yeah, ew. Ew. That's a yeah. woo. That's a woo for me. I'm excited. Nope. Well, they're well, they're making a Beetlejuice sequel. Nope. Well, they are. Ew. They, ew. they just are. Do you know? Well, do you know a Fred Astaire? Yeah. Okay, they're gonna make a biopic with him. Fine, whatever. Starring Tom Holland. Uh, okay. Get excited. I don't know who that is, but I saw that as a news. Fred Astaire. I don't. Know. Sure. Tom he's a, Holland. He's, he doesn't he know who Tom act, Holland is. He's an actor and a dancer. John Wick 4, official runtime, two hours and 50 minutes. Yes. I, watched, I watched the final trailer. The final trailer didn't do much for me, but it's John Wick, so. I'm just excited for John Wick. Ant-Man 3 also came out with the second lowest Rotten Tomatoes score for a Marvel movie. Mm. Was it like a 40, 50? It, uh, it was I like a 50-ish. What's just, the worst? I think it's Eternals. Yeah, that was bad. Did you hear the, did you see that, well, did you see that video of Steven Spielberg? Mm, no. He was like, uh, he, he was he was talking to Tom Cruise, he's like, Dude, Top Gun was awesome. You saved Hollywood. <laughs> Tom Cruise is like, thanks, man. <laughs> well, get excited. Uh, okay. Who do you like? How to Train Your Dragon? Sure. Get Blaine. You, Blaine does. Blaine, get ready for a live action remake. Oh no! I told you, man. It's never. He, he doesn't Damn have it. any good news ever for me. Yeah, I'm not excited for a live action. You can't do that. <laughs> Not for that type of movie. It doesn't I, work. I think I think it could work, but not no, if, no, no. Hold on, let me. It, not if they do the animated movie. If they actually do what the book is. Oh, yeah, but I have you read the book? book? I've I know what the books are about. I've I read, read the them. book. I, I don't but think the, it would work then either. But they're different than the movies. They are. It's a hundred percent different. Like so I, I, I believe Toothless actually talks. They're uh, well, they they, they actually, have dragons in the world and stuff. Yeah, and they pick dragons like Pokemon, kind of. Yeah, it's more like that. They're not but actually think, hunting the dragons. But I think that would be better than remaking the animated movie. Yeah, I I agree with that. Okay, next thing news. This is good news. This is good news. Okay, the new, the Disney got a new CEO CEO recently. And he said, hey, let's stop making all, all this Marvel content and focus on quality more than quantity. Yay. Yay. That's a good thing. Woo. I mean, we'll see if they actually thing. do that. Yeah, let's see if they do it. Well, I mean, <laughs> it'll be when they start losing money, which they are. So I yeah. was going to say, they're losing a ton Especially of with Disney Plus losing like two and a half million subscribers and they're laying off like tens of thousands of people or whatever they're doing. Okay, I'm ending this podcast. Goodbye. Unless we have anything else. Nope. No. Yes, we do. Well, what? well, yeah, it's on there. We have oh, an announcement. Oh, 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 we'll get to it. We have. So an yeah, you can email us at dukesnukespodgy.com because 
Will, do you want to explain this? Oh, sure. So we we have the the technical capabilities, and we've we've had the technical capabilities for a while, but now we we have the want for a guest. So if you're one of the cool people that have stayed this long and actually hear the email, email us at dukespod at gmail dot com. Dukes nukes pod. Dukes nukes pod at gmail dot com. Email us there with a theme for an episode if you want to be a guest. A theme for your for your episode. And it then can we'll, be whatever you want. And whoever's got the most interesting theme will 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 pick and you will be a guest. Or just the one person that emails. Or just the one person. It, we'll, just, we'll just pick yours. <laughs> that, it, it, it advances your chances. So so. We'll, so you pick so we think you should pick a theme of the stuff you want to do and then yeah. we will and then we'll say it the week before so everybody watches it or whatever. Yeah. Or just listen, I don't know. And then that makes sure that everybody, all four of us total, will watch it, and then we'll talk about it. Yeah, well, we'll have them on. Well, yeah, but I'm saying we'll announce it the week before so, like, everybody knows prior. Oh, like, well, this we normally do that. We normally do that. Yeah, yeah. Blaine, yeah. any thoughts? Uh, yes, I'm excited. That good, Email that's us. That's a thought. Good one thought. Um, <laughs> DukesNukesPod at gmail.com. Yes. Yay. Uh, also, next week, what are we doing? We're doing, what, like, big animal movies? King Kong and Godzilla? Two movies. So we're doing, King Kong we're doing the original Godzilla. King Kong and Godzilla. We also might watch King Kong versus Godzilla. For funsies. For funsies. Because next week, Cocaine Bear comes out, but we don't want to watch Cocaine Bear. So we're going <laughs> to keep with the theme of giant animal monsters. I'd watch Cocaine Bear, but I don't want to pay to see it in a theater. No, I'm going to see it. That's how I am. It might be a same day release with like Peacock or something. Yeah. So <laughs> The standard if, of quality. <laughs> if we can if we can watch Cocaine Bear without paying for it, we will watch Cocaine Bear. Okay, sure. Yes. For funsies. <laughs> I, I just don't want to go back after seeing Marlowe. I'm sorry. I know. I, kinda <laughs> I just need a breather. <laughs> I just need a breather. I went the day after Frank, man. It was a good plow clutch. Because I'm sitting there watching him and I'm like, this isn't amazing. But my God, this is the best movie I've seen in theaters all week. <laughs> and it's not even a question. Uh, all right. So knowing what you know now, actually, before I fully end it, I'm curious. Would you go back, and if you had to see one movie in theaters, would you have gone with me to see Ant-Man instead of Marlowe? Because of how bad Marlowe was. Honestly, Man. this might be bad, but i go see Marlowe. I would, really? too. I would, too. Really? Because if I hadn't I seen it, I'd still be Marvel. curious. Yeah. Exactly. I know what I'm getting with Ant-Man. Yeah. I don't know what Marlowe's going to be. It's not good, yeah. but I didn't know what to expect. Right. That's fair. It's like completely different than going but into a Marvel. But I enjoyed it more, though, Ant-Man. That's fair, but I still, like, I know exactly what I'm going to feel when I but see But there's Marvel. a max tier of enjoyment with those. Marlowe had the potential but no, but, to go higher. But it you, didn't. But knowing what you know now. Oh, knowing what I know? Yeah, that's what I mean. Um, like, do you regret seeing that? So if I had to see one again, do I regret seeing Marlo? Like, if you had a button that was like, hey, like, it's like, go back in time and you could buy a ticket to a different movie. Would you have done that? Nah. Oh, I don't think I would. Hmm, interesting. Nah, because then I'm just giving Marvel money. I don't need it. Well, Liam Neeson needs it. Yeah. True. It's still more interesting than a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah. I'd... They were both just whatever. I did. I did not like Marlowe. <laughs> no, it's it not. Bad. It's bad. Um. So you can also follow us on Twitter, Duke Snooks Pod. Uh, also, that's DukeSnooksPod at gmail dot com for the email. Boop, 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 boop. Make your theme Marvel movies for Will. Nope. Yes. We will not pick you if your theme is Marvel <laughs> movies. We will not pick you unless you're the only one. Then we will change your theme. Ah, oh, boo! <laughs> Good thing Will doesn't have access to the email. I don't have access to anything. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Except the audio, we're all uh, audio files.
which is the most important. Yeah, I mean, that's true. For my role, yeah. I don't, yeah. I think the audio for the podcast is the most important part of a podcast. I would say so. All right, this one on Our numbers don't suggest All that. All right, close us out, bro. Thank you all for editing a podcast. Thank you, Blaine, for having a dog as podcast named after four and doing trivia. And thank you, random person, for listening. And thank you, extra person, if you do the email and you go, hey, I want to pick Marlo. Thank you. Okay, well, it can't Bye. be movies we've already done. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>